22, 20, 23 years. Amen. Sister Ginger Zimmerman was connected so uh, in so many different ways here to this assembly. She saw this church uh, grow, and she is, you see many throughout the sanctuary right now have been touched by her ministry in different capacities, whether she was your youth pastor, she was just a friend, and maybe she was the one who picked you up on the bus uh, in bus ministry, or uh, she served in so many different roles. We've heard, if you were here this morning in, in our session, you've heard a little bit of her life story and where, how God has been w- with her in it, but uh, I can tell you one thing, amen, that through it all, God has had an anointing on her life that is undeniable, amen, and it is such a privilege to have her with us here back home in Kendallville. Amen. And I just want you to allow God just to have, uh, amen, just have liberty. Amen. Here tonight, just let God lead you. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't you give him another hand clap of praise? Oh, come on. You can do better than that. You can do better than that. We serve a God. That is omnipotent, omniscient, everywhere, doing everything just in the right time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is good to be home. And uh, the building, the facilities, Pastor and Sister Gilliland, and the church look amazing. I love it. Looks amazing. Looks just awesome. Give honor to your pastor and his wife. I remember when, when Sister Hannah was on the fringes of my youth group and would tag along to, to things. And, and uh, you know, when you hit that half century mark, Sister Michelle, I tried to make myself feel good this year, and I made myself a T-shirt that said, Vintage 1973. Best of the 70s, and then I said, down at the bottom, I put 50 years of being awesome. Trying to make myself feel good at the fact that, you know, I turned that half century. I never thought, I never dreamed, Sister Miller, that we'd still be here, and that I'd see my kids growing up. I see my kids scattered all over, all over this place. There are some Faces I haven't seen in a while. Natalie, it's good to see you. We uh, went to IBC together for several years. I don't think we got in any trouble together, did we? Let's not talk about that. Let's just leave that as... No, we, I don't think we got in any trouble together. We were good kids. Let's move on. It's good to see you. And now your kids are in ministry. Just, it's amazing how that works. It's good to see Dave and Jan Frick. Man, you guys, thank you. Brother Dave, first time I preached here, he walked out on me. He wasn't too sure about women preachers. Am I right or am I wrong? I'm not even getting a smile out of him.
Yeah, there he goes. Now he got it. That's, you know, we hit 50 here, he starts to go too. It's good to see so many people. I could start calling names. I would for sure miss somebody. Thank you all for being here. If you came to hear me, I am humbled. Very, very humbled. God has been good. And I don't have time to go into my story today. I'm not going to. Um, Let's just say it's a miracle. Not a small one. It's a miracle that I'm standing here today. And I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful that I can still preach the good word of the Lord. Because that's all I've ever wanted to do. That's all I've ever wanted to do. And thank you, New Life, for just letting me feel like I'm at home. Because it just feels like home. You know? I I, kind of got in here a little early on Wednesday night, or late, I guess, and walked into the office, and Sister Ann and I went in the office and talked, and I laid my my satchel on Sister Michelle's uh, counter. And I walked out, and I said, well, that's kind of normal, isn't it? So it's good to be here. I'm going to get into the word of the Lord. Now, y'all going to preach with me today? Turn with me, if you would, to Exodus chapter number 14. And I'm going to grab this water bottle. Thank you, sir. I have, well, I have very dry mouth. And uh, I don't know which medicine it is. It doesn't really matter. So, if I drink a lot of water, it's because my lips are sticking to my teeth. Exodus chapter 14. Reading out of the 8th verse. It says, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them by encamping by the sea beside that one place that's before the other place. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and beheld the Egyptians marched after, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in this wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us? In other words, Moses, look, man, this was nice in the beginning, but why in the world are we stuck here in the desert? Why'd you do this to us? Let's just... Get that out of the way. Is that even better for us to, to serve the Egyptians? Moses said, Fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. For the Egyptians, whom you see today, you're going to see them no more forever. Huh. Look at old Moses going ahead and being a prophet. 
He said, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Now Moses was saying, stand still. The Lord's fixing ready to talk. And the Lord said to Moses, you tell the children of Israel, go forward. Now, I believe in standing, and there is a point in time where we must stand. You can be seated if you'd like. But the DNA of God himself is forward only. There's no reverse in God. Never one time in the Bible do you find God going backwards. Everything about God is forward motion. There's no reverse. There's no putting it in reverse. We hear words like more and greater and forward and higher and deeper and driving and reaching and stretching, pressing. These are the attitudes or words that express the attitudes of God when it comes to our Christian life. And I believe to my core... I have lived it. I have walked it. I believe to my core that the spiritual DNA of every Christian, every apostolic should be expressed in Ezekiel 14 and 15. When Moses was told by the Lord, tell my children, go forward. Moses, you told them to stand still. That's not what I want them to do. Moses, you go ahead and tell them, go forward. (laughs) I like the way the NLT reads because the NLT says that the Lord told Moses, tell my people to get moving. And this is what I've heard the Lord speaking to me today. Tell New Life Apostolic Church, it's time to just go forward. It is not time to back down. It is not time to stay discouraged. It is not time to be defeated. The spirit of the living God has sent a preacher with a two millimeter trachea several years ago to tell you it's time to go forward. Now, I understand that it is easy for us to feel like the Israelites sometimes in our walk with God. Sometimes we wonder, why in the world am I here? Moses done lost his ever-loving mind. Did he not see there's a Red Sea in front of them and Pharaoh's army on every other side of them? Did he not understand that they had chariots and they had weaponry and they were coming for them? They were worn out. Physically, mentally, emotionally, they were exhausted. And no doubt at this point they're disappointed in Moses because it looked like he had led him into a trap. No doubt they felt like Multitudes of people feel today, have felt today, will feel today, drained, empty, wiped out, tired, and just ready to go to sleep. Now, I am not talking physically. 
I am talking spiritually. There are some of you sitting here that even though you, you put on the show that everything is going just fine. And everything is going okay. You are drained and you are empty and you are wiped out and your spirit is tired and you're a little bit sleepy. You see, that's one of the enemy's tactics that he's using against the church today. He just wants to wear us out. He's wearing out the saints. The saints are getting weary. Ah. Uh, I've been there. Maybe you feel like it's just time to stand down. And maybe you just feel like it's time to go ahead and grab that white flag of surrender. Sound that call of retreat. I am not saying if you feel that way, you are lazy. That is not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying that you are not great warriors, but I get it. You are tired in your spirit. You are tired. You are weary and you are exhausted. And you fought the battle on every front, Brother Brent. And you wonder why you got the call that you got on Wednesday after the good news. And I understand the exhaustion. But the Holy Ghost sent me here today to tell some people, just go Forward. Oh, I don't think you're hearing me today. I said it is not time to sound retreat. It is not time to walk away. It is not time to go backwards. It's not time to forsake this salvation. Hear this preacher today. Somebody just needs to set their heart, set their mind on Jesus Christ and just go forward. Why don't you nudge your neighbor and tell him, just go forward. Now, the dictionary defines sleep as a condition of body and mind that typically occurs for several hours at night in which the nervous system is relatively inactive. The eyes closed, the postural muscles relaxed, and the consciousness practically suspended. Now, it is interesting that when we refer to going to sleep, we do not hear phrases like I leaped into sleep or I jumped off to sleep. But instead, we use phrases like I fell asleep. I slid into slumber. The reference is that you don't overcome sleep. Sleep overcomes you gradually. Now, you know, I would like to apologize to the young child in me who thought that naps were the worst thing in the world. Well, I can't be the only one that feels that way. Because the adult me wishes I could take more of them in the physical. I can fall asleep just about anywhere, in any position. Doesn't matter. Leave me on these chairs, I'll fall asleep. Done it before. I've fallen asleep on the floor in here before. I have fallen asleep on the floor of an Amtrak train before. 
there was an empty spot all the way at the back of the train. I did sanitize it. I did use Lysol. I had, I had a blanket laying down, so it was as healthy as it could possibly be. Sleep is something that just overcomes us. Sometimes we can't control when we fall asleep. How many of you, when you get home from work at this point in your life, sit down in your favorite chair for a second, and the next thing you know, you're out, and somebody's saying, are you going to bed tonight, or are you just going to sleep in the recliner? I've done that a couple, a couple nights ago. I fell asleep in my recliner, and I woke up, and I actually had the thought, walk the 50 feet to your bedroom and get in the comfortable bed. But I was too tired. I put the recliner down. I got a pillow and a blanket, and I just laid down on the couch because it was convenient. Our physical body falls asleep. But the battle that you and I are in today, people are being overcome by a spiritual sleep. The desire to just lay down and surrender to the spirit of slumber within the spiritual man is what we're fighting against today. Like never before, we need the cheerleaders in our life, even if we don't want to hear them. We need to hear people thundering from the, the pulpits to wake up. The journey's not over. There's still giants to be slain. There's still rivers to be crossed. There's still battles to be won. Joshua said, he said in Joshua 13, it says, Now Joshua's old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Thou art old, Joshua. Joshua, you are stricken in years. But there remaineth yet much land to be possessed. Saint of God. I don't care how tired you are in your spirit, man. I don't care how old you are in your physical, man. There is much land. There is much property. There is much spiritual territory that belongs to you. But the enemy's moved in. He's tried to rock you to sleep. He's tried to put you to slumber. And he's ended up becoming a squatter in your life. According to the Oxford Dictionary... A squatter is a person who unlawfully occupies an uninhabited building or land. The squatter is living on land that does not belong to him. They have no right to be there. There's no law giving them permission. And hear me today when I say that some of us have allowed the enemy of our soul to become a squatter in places of our lives that he has absolutely no right to be in. I said the enemy has gotten in to your home, to your spirit, and he's squatting in places he ought not be. He's inhabiting areas he should not be. And he's coming in and he's using and abusing things that are not his because he's got nothing invested in him.
I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, this morning, whatever it is. But I'm telling somebody that it is time for you to get something in your spirit that you grab a hold of that squatter, you grab a hold of that spirit and you evict him and take back and repossess that which is yours in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I wish somebody would hear me today. It is time to go forward, not back. Not stay stagnant. Not stay still. It's time to go forward. One of my favorite little verses in the Bible is in 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 24. It says, Then she sat on an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go in reverse. She said, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me unless I tell you. And I feel like I have a word for the church today as though Jesus Christ himself is saying to you, drive, go forward, and don't slack for anything. Slack not. Don't back up. Don't take your foot off the gas. Church, it's time to wake up. It's time to get busy. It's time to go forward. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 12 and said, And they went straight backward. It says, and they went everyone straight forward. Whither the spirit was to go, they went. And they turned not when they went. Oh, the spirit of God has come to tell you today. It's time to everyone go straight forward. I know, I know some of you are battle weary. I know it feels like sometimes your efforts don't make any difference. But the Lord is telling me to tell you to get up and go forward. Get your spirit in gear and start going forward. You're not home yet. The trumpet hasn't sounded. Jesus hadn't split the eastern sky. You just got to keep on going forward. Every movement in the right direction keeps the kingdom of God advancing. Every prayer, every testimony, every hallelujah, every time you quote a scripture, every time you worship, every time you sow a seed, every time you speak in tongues, you're fighting back the hordes of hell. 
I'm just a nobody. I don't preach. I don't teach. I don't sing. I don't have anything to offer. You know what my Appalachian upbringing would say to that? Hogwash. I don't even know if that's proper anymore. It's probably not proper. If it is, Josh, cut it out. Put in a more appropriate word or something. Maybe you think that I don't have, you know, I I don't have any talents to offer God. I'm too beat up. I'm I'm too I'm too bruised. I'm too broken for God to use me. Hogwash. There's an old song we used to sing. It says I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound, homeward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. And then it says, uh, the verse, second verse says, My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell where these abound, my aim, my prayer is higher ground. Oh God, you never think that you've Never think that you're not good enough. Never think that you're not enough. Oh my God, our orders are simple. Just keep moving. There are higher mountains to be climbed. There are wider rivers to be crossed. There are bigger giants to kill and greater glories to behold. Just go forward. There's no place to turn around from the day of your new birth. It is a forward. said from the day you got the Holy Ghost and were born again according to the scripture your journey became a forward journey there is no turning back there is no walking away and staying in right relationship there is no time for retreat there is no time for sleep this life is not For the timid, it's not for the fearful. It's for those who know who they are in Jesus Christ. And you may be broken. Trauma may have wounded you so deep. You don't know which way to turn. Don't turn. Go forward. When you come to a a crossroad in your life and you're not sure which way to go, just go forward. The man of God in Exodus said, stand still. But the Lord came back and said, you tell him, I said, keep moving. 
Jesus said in Matthew 11, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent... Maybe I can get that. Maybe, maybe that's ministry is mine, but... No, the Bible said they take it by force. How I didn't spill the water is incredible. The word violent means to be forceful, to use force, to crowd oneself into, to press. The word force means to seize, carry off, to pluck, to pull, to claim for oneself eagerly. Oh my God, church, it is time for us to get so desperate. Is there anybody desperate to hear the voice of God? Is there anyone desperate for his presence? How bad do you want it? The woman with the issue of blood said, I just got to get there. And she pressed forward. She got on the ground and she crawled like a dog till all she got a hold of was the very hem of his garment. Oh God, he's telling you today, it's time to press forward. Genesis in 20, 26, speaking of Isaac, says that the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very Great. Isaac only became great because he went forward. He did not become great because he stood still. He did not become great because he slid off backwards. He did not become great because he turned to the right or the left. But the Bible says that Isaac became a great man because he went forward. Forward is not an accident. I slide backwards. I can easily slide. But going forward takes deliberate action. Brain's got to tell the leg. Move. You can't go forward without intention, effort, and unwavering determination. You cannot go there. We're not, we're not going anywhere by accident. The only way we're going to progress in this Christian life is through intent and through effort. And the Holy Ghost is waiting to put His super on your natural and do something magnificent in your life. But until you let Him move, until you let Him work in your life, He can't do it. And He's telling us today, just move forward. 
the woman with the issue of blood, went after her healing. Bartimaeus went after his sight. Zacchaeus climbed a tree. He went after Jesus. The Syrophoenician woman went after deliverance. Jairus went after Jesus to raise his daughter from the dead. The widow whose son died rushed to Elijah, the prophet, to restore her son to life. The desperate leper fell at the feet of Jesus for his complete healing. That's the scripture. But you see, we... We, we, we kind of gotten comfortable in the church. And we expect God just to do everything. I, this particular line I'm about to read came out and was written before I realized what I was writing. And I, I wrote, along with this greasy grace that is somehow infiltrated the church has also come lazy faith. Along with greasy grace that says anything and everything goes. Says that all you have to do is just tell God and he's going to give you whatever you want. Oh, no. Our faith has become lazy at times. And we need to get back to some fiery mountain, moving, bold, aggressive faith. The kind of faith that, that doesn't just sit on its hand, but the kind of faith that works. The kind of faith that says, I'm just going to keep pushing. I'm just going to keep pushing. Faith is what makes the difference. Faith means I'm going to take a step. Faith means when I don't feel like it, when my body's hurting, when my, when my strength is gone... I may not be able to do much. I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to keep going. May not sound like a big deal this morning. But it's sometimes it takes a lot of faith to just keep moving. If you ask me, what was the key to the Red Sea deliverance? I would have to say that they just kept moving forward. They didn't feel like it, but they kept moving. It didn't make sense, but they kept moving. They were afraid, but they kept moving. They were tired, but they kept moving. They felt like quitting, but they kept moving. They were, oh, is anybody hearing what the preacher's saying? They were frustrated, but they kept on moving forward. It may it may not sound like a deep and great revelation, but I can tell you personally and from the word of God that to just keep going forward is the difference between life and death. You may say, Sister Zimmerman, I don't, uh, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my struggle. No, I don't, but you don't know mine. So don't tell me that God can't work in your situation. You're looking at the wrong person to bring that excuse to. Don't tell me your circumstance is too bad and it's too hard. Oh, don't tell me. Uh, oh, Some of you feel like you've been living through hell 
in the last few years. No, I haven't lived in your shoes. I've lived through my own hell. But I know in whom I believe and I know in whom I serve and I know that greater, 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 greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, somebody today needs to inform the devil that you're not dead. I said somebody needs to tell the devil, I'm not dead. You may have been knocked down. You may have been knocked out, but you're still breathing. And if you've got breath, you've got praise. Oh, give him praise for a second. Come on, give him a little bit of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to finish that statement. I didn't finish it. I said, you've got breath and you've got praise. And if you've got praise... You got a weapon. And the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Oh, if you've got breath, you've got a praise. And if you got a praise, you got a weapon. And if you got a weapon, you can still fight. And if you can still fight, you can still do damage to the devil's kingdom. There is no time for sleeping. I'm closing, fixing to close. Apparently, there was a time in a battle when Napoleon... Thank you, sir. When Napoleon felt like he needed to retreat, things were not going well. All right? They were surrounded, and Napoleon did not see any other way than retreat. And he called to one of his commanders, and he said, Order the bugler to sound retreat. So, bugler picks up his bugle, and bugler plays the only sound he knows, and the bugler played the call to charge. Surprised. Napoleon turned around and said, Hey, tell the bugler I said to call retreat. And once again, the bugler 
sounds the charge. Now furious, Napoleon marches down to the bugler himself and says, Why? Or will you not play in a retreat? And the bugler looked at one of the greatest military leaders of all times and said, You did not teach me to call retreat. The only call I know is to charge. The only sound I know is charge. And when the men saw Napoleon's confidence, they were weary, they were tired, they were wrecked, but they kept hearing that call. They didn't know to do anything else, Pastor. They didn't know any other sound. They didn't know what retreat meant. And all of a sudden, they said, oh, I'm tired and I'm weary, but I got just a little bit left in me. I got just, got just a little. Oh, we're going to go forward. We're going to keep marching. The only sound, listen to me, it's not time to pick up your white flag and wave it. It's not time to surrender. I have not fought as long as I fought and it's hard to throw it in now. But you see, the enemy has come to each of you. And he throws a white flag of surrender. Throw in the towel here. Why don't you throw in the towel over there? Oh, Sister Karen, you prayed for your... You prayed for your Joshua. His name's written down there somewhere. Karen refused to throw in the towel. He's the assistant pastor today. The devil's saying... I don't know what you're hearing. I don't know what, what towel he throws at you to say, go ahead and surrender now. Go ahead. Just go ahead and surrender. Just go ahead. They're out there. They're here. Go ahead and surrender. Oh, you're hearing and we, you're hearing what he's saying. Somebody's hearing the enemy say to you, just go ahead and throw in the towel. Just go ahead. See, I've come to tell the enemy that he has come to the wrong place this morning. Because the only sound my bugler knows how to play is charge. I'm not going to withdraw. I am not going to retreat. I know what God has promised and somebody needs to claim it and just keep moving forward. 
I hear the Spirit of God telling somebody, why don't you go ahead and pick up your own bugle and blow it yourself. Why are you in your seats? You see, the enemy, the enemy, he's brought you that flag and it's in your hands. And the enemy, the enemy wants you to wave it. The enemy wants you to just wave it and surrender and go ahead and stop. But I believe there are some children of God that want to go up, get a flag and say, enough is come on nobody's going to join her you got it all together The enemy's not fighting you. Wrong thing. Come on, somebody. Seasoned saint of God. Why don't you jump out of your pew? Grab yourself a flag. They'll keep ripping. Just tear it up and tell the enemy, enough is enough. I'm just going forward. Come on, where are you? Everything's okay? You don't have something? That the enemy hasn't wanted to beat you with and hit you with and cause you. There's only one sound. And Austin, it is not retreat. Proving just how great he is. How great.